Hello, welcome to Simply Syndicated Gaming News. What no one else knew until now is that I'm still in my jammies. Okay, oh, so we've got, some, we've got some gaming news <laughs> coming I would be more up. comfortable if you were nude. Really? Jammies. Yeah. Jammies. What's wrong with you? Can I make it worse? I'm wearing lounge pants. They're technically Allison's. That's somehow better. I don't know there why. There you go. They're technically Allison's. You, That's confusing me. You, you can have to go and you can steal some of your girlfriend's clothes. You've just got to really be careful what you steal. Um, for example, there's a, a little black lace number that, uh, well, I look spectacular in, quite frankly. Uh, but also the lounge panty fleecy. They're like fleecy trousers. It's just, it's like a hug for your legs. I've always wanted to try leader lederhosen because they're sort of lined on the inside with fur. Really, are they? And you're not you're not supposed to wear underwear with them, so it's sort of you know, it's a, uh, apparently a wonderful experience. I want one of those hoodies. Have you seen those hoodies that are advertised where they have a big pocket on the front? It's for crazy cat people, and you can put your cat in it. I I have not seen those. <laughs> and, uh, yes, the, the hoodie has little cat ears. I'm a dog person. Let him fucking walk. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I I don't think putting Paisley in a hoodie pocket would go well. No, I'm not saying um, I'm not saying Jasmine will get in it, but it's a good place to put crisps in the meantime. <laughs> oh, that is a good use of it. <laughs> that is a good use of it. So, okay then, gaming news. We're going to start off with what looks like the the appropriate thing to start with on the list. Holy shit, a sealed copy of Mario Brothers sold for 30 fucking thousand dollars. Uh Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah. I really part of me just really hopes that it's an empty box. Yeah. <laughs> this is the problem how um, would you know because to find out you would need to open it exactly uh, which would destroy the value i i recently watched there is a podcast and also a youtube by pat the nes punk who it's a it's a great show that i've forgotten the name of the cu podcast completely unnecessary podcast and it's all nes stuff nintendo stuff and they were talking about this and they were talking about sort of grading uh, video games in the same way that one might grade comics and yeah. the di- and why it's appropriate to do that with comics, but not really to do it with computer games. And the difference is, is that with comics, you go through every single page and make sure that everything is perfect. But with computer games, the point is that's a sealed box. Mm-hmm. What, what's in that box? What's in the box? It's Schrodinger's it, video game. It really this, is. It literally could be an empty box yeah. with just a bit of, you know, a, a wheat inside. <laughs> this is, you know. No one knows. Uh, to pay that much money. I I don't, uh, I can't quite get my head around it. It's, what's the, it's 30, 30 grand American. I have to, do, I used to be able to estimate this quite well. In my head, you know, dollars well, to pounds. But yeah, it's all over the fucking place these days. It's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty-two, uh, twenty-two grand, twenty-three basically, twenty-three grand for a copy of Mario. The the I and we should say you must not play. This is not like and now you can play Mario Brothers. This is don't fucking touch it. No, yeah, you pay this thirty, you know, thirty thousand one hundred dollars, uh, and then you have to pay the extra five quid to get it on whichever. Nintendo console you want to play it on. Yeah, on the virtual console, just... Yeah. <coughs> I, I can't quite It's not like it. vinyl. It's no. not like vinyl, where when you buy the vinyl, it comes with a download code, so that you can play it, you know, on a, on a computer, like a normal person would. 
Yeah. And it's the fact that it's sealed as well that makes it cost so much money. Yeah. You can get an unsealed copy for nearly nothing. Yeah. Because it's Super well, Mario it, it Brothers. with everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean... You know, it's a similar thing. Try looking for a copy of Wii Sports. There aren't many of those. I wonder which is more common, the uh, the copy that's just Super Mario Bros. or the one that came with uh, Super Mario Bros. and Duck Hunt. Ah. On the same, I wonder which one of those is more common. I, with, I with no information, would guess the one with Duck Hunt. I think so, too. That's the only one that I've personally seen in the wild. Yeah, me too. I just think it's what what makes this really quite remarkable is like like we're saying, there's nothing you can't get this game on essentially, um, <laughs> and even for the even for the NES, I mean it's because it's mint. I mean because I'm the child of a of a vinyl collector. My dad collects uh, collects vinyl and stuff like that. And um, more often than not, the things that are valuable are the things which are wrong. If you see what I mean, the things with mistakes on. Yeah, and things misprints, that stuff like in that. misprints and things that didn't have a huge print run. But like I say, I think every loft in the nation must have a copy of Super Mario Brothers in it. I think at this point, it it's like you know you bought a new house. Okay, so here it, you have a vinyl copy of Frampton Comes Alive, and here's a box of something with that plays Super Mario Brothers. It just comes with it. So I think it's remarkable <laughs> that you know something that's so exceedingly cop. I mean, the the really famous NES. I think it's a NES game. Uh, was it Stadium Events? I think it's called, which is yeah. the one that is very exceedingly rare. rare, very rare. And whenever it goes on sale, it sells for something in the region of this what what this one sold for. So I just think it's that's what really made it stand out. And I think that's why you know that it's getting talked about. It's because an incredibly common game has gone for that amount of money. Uh, I'm on CEX right now. I can tell you that the price for an unboxed Super Mario Brothers for the NHS, uh, NHS for the, the NHS, NHS Super Mario Brothers is uh, eight quid. Well, it's appropriate because I feel like I've been kicked in the head. Yeah, but uh... <laughs> um, and the version with Duck Hunt also eight quid. So, Ooh, which one do they have more of, though? I, if only it said. I don't they know. Don't, they don't. And the fact that they're, the fact that they're the same price really doesn't help. Like, could yeah. one just be maybe a little bit fifty p more for the duck hunt one or something? That might help. But oh, but you can also get for twelve pounds the cartridge with Super Mario Brothers, Tetris, and World Cup Soccer. Ooh, not bad, Tetris. So, that's that. Yeah, that's that. Tetris and Super Mario Brothers on the same cartridge. That's a fun time. That's a life ender. It really is, right there. Yeah. So you know, twelve pounds. Not bad at Do all. that. Don't pay thirty grand for a new one. That's silly. But don't. Yeah, don't pay thirty grand for what is probably an empty box. Yeah, I mean, got on that podcast. They also pointed out, what if it's a save a savable game with an internal battery? That internal battery that has been sealed up for 30 years and has probably leaked out all over the inside of the cartridge and destroyed it beyond any use, you know, but you'll never know because it's sealed. So, yeah, Schrodinger's game. Yeah. Valve pulls popular sex game from Steam. Developer blames complaints about pornography. Who's complaining about pornography? Right. When sex comedy house, uh, game House Party launched on Steam last month, seemingly uncensored, people were surprised. Steam doesn't have a blanket ban on nudity, but it often requires brazenly naughty games to pocket their packages and obscure their unmentionables. In House Party, you can just whip your dick out. Because it's not a party until someone's dick is out. This is from Kot- Kotaku. 
<laughs> really? I hadn't. Okay. I have to play the video of the, the game here. <laughs> of course you do. I mean, it, it looks essentially like a Sims game, really. Isn't there? I mean, I, I'm, you know, I don't mean to, I don't want to be judgmental, but I mean, why do people play these sex games? If you want to play, watch pornography, there's lots of porn you can watch right now for free. Yeah. With actual humans in. Really? Yeah. Awesome. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, Sorry. see you in a couple that's, of years, Mike. It's been fun. That's the sound of my, my, my penis is reckoning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so you can play this game and it's just... Right, mm. is it just shagging in game four? I'm just crazy? waving your knob at people, I think, but judging by the description on Kotaku. I really don't need a game for that either. Although the, the yeah. judge told me not to anymore. But apart from that, on this fighting at house part, it's just a... Oh, well, this is... Yeah, this is the thing. I posted a, a little follow-up to this because I, I saw the story and I thought, huh, that's funny. But then it turns out the game is... Uh, it's a bit more creepy than that. You know, it's more it's more than sleazy. It turns out that a lot of it is like quite predatory sexual behavior. You know, you are. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, you can uh, by having you can convince women to have sex with you by getting them drunk, blackmailing them over nude photos stolen from their phone, oh. jamming their phones to isolate them from other. It, you know, it is. <laughs> and what problem people had was nudity. Yeah. Okay, this is a bit. It's a bit weird. It is a, a bit, bit odd. Weird. Can I even submit this theory that there is absolutely no nudity in this game? There are drawings of people who have no clothes on, but in terms of naked people, the count seems to be zero to me. It's drawings. Yeah. I've, this yeah, is say, not, yeah. It seems to be 3D models, you know, 3D renders. Yeah. Which and is worse. They're, they're not even drugs. that good. I mean, it's. I mean, I, I've seen some high quality anime in my time, and you know, yeah, this doesn't. This does not seem to be to that standard. It's not really beyond Sims sort of two or three, in terms of its <laughs> look here, is it? So, it's it's not pornographic. It's just drawing. I I. Mm. Oh well, but they've pulled it off Steam. I know, but this is the thing. It's back. They put it back up. Uh, this was the follow-up story. They put it back up uh, with black bars censoring the naughty bits. Hmm. So is it still up? No, let's have a look. Let's open up Steam. House Party. I'm amazed that nobody... Sometimes a game pops up with a name and you're like, what, nobody to this day has used that name before? House Party. Yeah. Why isn't there a game say, called well, House Party? Yeah, 10.99. Surprised it's, there isn't a PS2 available. game of Noel's House Party. They could do that. I I have no problem with this game. If they brought Noel's House Party back, if they brought Noel's House Party back, it would be sort of a, a Love Island type thing where, you know, <laughs> they would be trapping them in bedrooms. What? Forcing them. <laughs> We're putting your car keys in a bowl on the coffee table. Yeah. And the, what is Love Island? Have I, um, I apologize if that's a can of worms right there. I've never watched it. Neither I, it have I. It appears to be a bunch of drunk common folk. Uh, you know, the type. Essence. Yeah. Yeah. On an island. Yeah. And they fuck. Okay. That's, that is the elevator pitch for that show right there, isn't it? Pretty much, it's just sort of give give some some people of uh, dubious intelligence um, in who are sort of 
young and uh, impressionable, uh, a lot of alcohol and hope that they sort of grubbly pour at each other for the amusement of, uh, of uh, the outside world. The, the, uh, the, the city uh, the of the, the city of the city of Halifax uh, places faith in its future on the same sort of system. <laughs> just get them I all drunk; they'll be fine. Yeah. I opened up the Steam page for House Party. Uh, is this game relevant to you? Currently popular, and user reviews mostly positive. So there you go. If it's a fun game, yeah. it's a fun game. But it's early access. I mean, for goodness sake, they, they, there have been, air quote, naughty games for since the beginning of, of gaming time. You used to get them out of the back of magazines. <laughs> like, yes. Do you know what I reckon the trigger is, though, just to, just to sort of wave the flag, you know, set my bra on fire? It's probably because there's dicks in it that the outrage has come out. You can have all the tits you like in games, but as soon as someone starts hanging dong, everyone gets upset. You can't, you know, there's not equal opportunities, nudity in these things, so. That's why I always respected uh, Rockstar's sort of slow push to include more dong in games. When Trevor whipped out his dick in in GTA V, I was like, good on you, man. Good on you. Yeah, yeah. That was a classic moment. Watershed. (laughs) Moving on then. Gamer crews in limbo after losing its boat. Are they all on like an island or something, or? No, what it is, it's one of these, um, I think they nicked the idea from um, a heavy metal uh, thing, which is cool. It's been going on for a few years now, which is all, sounds awesome. It's called 70,000 Tons of Metal. And um, they get like a, a, some bands and um, a load of uh, drunk metal heads and basically they just cruise around Fort Lauderdale in Florida, the Florida Keys, and have like a sort of week-long party with... Uh, so you can be sort of up close and personal with the bands and hang out and all that sort of thing. So it it seems successful. Like I say, it's been going on for a few years now. So it seems like they wanted to do sort of the same thing, but with gamers. Okay. And they 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 sort of advertised it, and then all of a sudden they haven't got a boat, <laughs> <laughs> oh, which yeah. is kind of essential to a cruise. Absolutely, number one there on the list of things you need. Absolutely. I've heard of this sort of thing before. They have the uh, like. There's a Mac Geek cruise, which has yeah, too I many know there was a Star Trek sounds one in for also. me. Yeah, for I yeah. think whatever sort of pick your fandom, and you can go yeah. on a, a two week cruise and meet the guy who was in the TV show or the band or whatever. Oh, oh, it must be so awkward though. Imagine if you keep you keep bumping them into the breakfast line and things like that. It's like oh, this is oh. the thing with the convention. You know, at least at a convention, you know, you can leave. Brent Spiner, <laughs> Patrick Stewart, they have an out. Yeah. They have an escape route. There was With this. Yeah. You know, there there was the cast of TNG on a raft yeah. in the middle of the ocean. Oh, that would be amazing. I would, <laughs> I would make them do scenes. Wesley, <laughs> shut up. What was the name? Now, there was a, a one off TV show. Sort of I was just thinking that with um, Steve oh, Coogan. God, was it? Was it? Steve Coogan, yeah. It, and and Rob Brydon and David Williams was in it and I'm looking up what it was called now because I can't remember for the life of me. Not It's really right. good. I've seen it. I saw it a few years ago. I've seen it a few times. It, they they generally put it on around Christmas. Uh, bear with me. Steve Coogan is a busy person and finding one thing in his IMDb is actually uh, Cruise of the Gods. That's it. And And they are that 
that Rob Brydon and Steve Coogan were in like a Star Trek like show and go on doing one of these cruises, but they actually hate each other, etc. It's it's funny. Yeah, especially I mean, me being on I've done a few conventions in my time. Uh so it's sort of doubly hilarious watching it. Yeah, it's it's very good show. Oh, and a young James Corden. Of course, he's the oh. super fan, isn't he? I remember now. Yes. Yes, and Steve Coogan's an arsehole. He's the William Shatner. And sort of big and famous and rich, and Rob Brydon's not done so well. It's Yeah, it's a good film. I, I Cruise of the Gods. So, yeah, you absolutely need a cruise ship. Good you luck to them. Cruise? I wouldn't yep. go on a cruise if you paid me, but, you know, that's just... Sorry, did you ask, would you go on a cruise then? That was... No. No, sorry, I've just attacked cruises for no reason. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's a Royal Caribbean one. I'm kind of curious now. What it's funny that the, the sponsor that pulled out was Red Bull because they seem like they're willing to throw money at anything. They really are. Hey, Red Bull, I can do my bike over large jumps. Do you want some money? Here you go. Wear a Red Bull helmet. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. Destinations for 2018. I'm, looking, I'm on the Royal Caribbean in- website now. And who said Is it internet the, mostly site. the Caribbean? It's actually not. Yeah. So we start with Alaska, okay. then the Caribbean, then the Bahamas, then cruises from the UK and Europe, US and Canada. Although the website's very not helpful in the area of finding. I think that the you know Royal Caribbean. It sounds like a kind of uh, place where you, if you're trying to book it online, you're doing wrong. The kind of people who go on cruises to me feel like they have people who organise that shit for them. No, they go to the travel agent still. They go to an office oh. and talk to a lady. It seems like something either very, very poor or very, very rich people would do. Oh, hang not, yeah, it doesn't strike me as a middle class type thing. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Titanic. I presume that's what it's like still. Yeah, you're either dancing much. around the boiler or you're you know having the uh, you know eating swan on the top deck. Yeah, I feel like my only place in the Titanic would be building the fucking thing. You can go on golf cruises, wine cruises. <laughs> I don't know why I can see getting shit faced at sea. That's fun. Go on a wine cruise, just cruise to the off license and cruise back. That's all you need to do, isn't it? Uh, you've you've really taken on the culture of Yarmouth, haven't you? It's good. Yep. It's good. Well look, it's you know, I'm not gonna say that South London didn't play a part in it. But um it's, it's funny enough. enough, actually, there's loads of stuff in Yarmouth at the moment about, you know, commemorating the Titanic and it's like, you know, honour and glory and I walk by those posters and that fucking thing sank because everyone fucked up why are we there is nothing to remember the, about it why are we there? celebrating the unnecessary death of hundreds of people again you yeah you think you have a bad I live in Belfast ah yeah true yeah <laughs> fucking hell <sighs> okay and moving on uh Metroid Samus returns harder difficulty infusion suit locked behind Amiibo this has mm. been pissing me off yeah. Uh, basically, the crux of the, the, this particular story is that the new uh, Samus Returns game for 3DS will have particular functionality locked behind the, the Amiibos, basically. Amiibos, which, if you haven't encountered them, are shitty little models with RFID chips in the bottom. No, the- I will give them this. Amiibo, I actually think, as a, a figure guy... Amiibo, from what I've seen, like even on the, the, the quality of the versions you finally see on store shelves, not the ones that they show in the promotional pictures. As far as figures go, they are decent quality. Okay. But they're still ridiculously overpriced. And 
pulling this kind of shit is ridiculous. Um, they manufacture them again in that attitude of his Thunderdome. Good luck, everyone. We're going to make 10 of these and you can have, and now the, the feeling is basically they're pushing too far with what is locked behind owning one of these amiibos, uh, being that a harder difficulty setting and other things like that in the game. And I kind of agree. I'm not interested in buying an amiibo of any description and i'm certainly not interested in what i think they want me to do which is mentally sort of mix in the cost and and outlay of amiibo in with the release of a new game like Mm -hmm. so splatoon 2's just come out so they'd like me to get splatoon 2 but they'd also like me to get the three amiibo to go with it and they want me to three amiibos yes sorry And they want me to do that with basically every Nintendo game. And it's not yeah. going to happen with any. So well, here's the thing. I agree that I think that that's what they're trying to do. But as you said, they're doing counterproductively by not m- even making enough of the fucking things for people to actually be able to do that, even if they were stupid enough to want to. It's kind of like they almost want them to be beanie babies or something like that. And I think there are people who collect them. Of course, there are people who collect them. It's oh, yeah. a, it's yeah. a yeah, thing Ro, that can Ro be collected. from a toy trivia war, didn't yeah. she? Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the problem is that my big beef with this is is that you, if you just buy the game, you now know there's stuff on the on that cartridge. You just can't have it. You yeah. know, you pay full price for this game. Fuck you, you can't have it. You got to buy something else as well. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. Yeah, it's paid DLC, but with the added shenanigan that even if you want to pay for it. Yeah. You might not be able to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And they, they've done this, this for This DLC with a real-life mini-quest thrown in. Fuck that noise. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm behind that 100%. I mean, they, all the Nintendo games I own, uh, except you know the Wii library and the GameCube library, that's right, I refer to them as libraries now, uh, they all have amiibo functionality. But there's nothing really game-affecting locked behind it. You know, on Mario Kart, you can unlock an outfit for your character that looks like the amiibo you've got. Big fucking whoop. But when you start saying, well, game modes and other things that really do affect the game are going to be locked behind it, that's a step too far. Yeah. That's yeah. just too far. Exactly. Um, it's uh, It's... This is... Very much a tipping point over that sort of slippery slope. Yeah. The people saw coming a few years ago with the introduction of, you know, the Toys to Life genre. I hate that title, Toys to Life. Mm. But um, I, I can. Yeah, the, the Toys to Life thing, like, God, what was. I can't remember the name of the game, but they showed. Lego it, Dimensions. Well, that is an example of one, but the one they showed off. One they showed off at E3, they showed it off at the Switch. I think it was an EA game, it was multi platform. Uh, but you got a little spaceship that you attached to your controller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. added different things to the spaceship, and that added those things in the game. I get that. That's not a terrible idea. And if I were nine, I would lose my shit over that. There's no doubt about it. But my parents would have rolled their eyes, and I'm now at the eye-rolling age. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the problem. Um, yeah, so I can buy Pic- Hey Pikmin for the... 3DSR, I can buy Hey Pikmin and the new Pikmin fucking Amiibo for an extra ten ninety nine. It's no good to me. Stupid money in it. Now I'm just wondering if I type in Zelda Amiibo, 
what there I'm going to get. Quite a few of them. They haven't got any. Spoiler alert. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's what I'm betting. <laughs> yeah, when I say they have a few of those, they have a few of those. <laughs> you will not be having one of them. God, these go, these go as much as thirty four ninety nine for the wolf one. <coughs> Fucking hell. Mm. Uh, and they're all pre-owned. There are no new ones of those. Uh, but you can get some of the some of the others go around the twenty quid mark. They're basically there's Zelda at twelve ninety nine. That's one as well. well. That's a bit shitty. That one you wouldn't want just that one. Oh, I don't. I I, I like some of them, but I don't. I've got too much crap in my house See, that does nothing already. Made. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the eight bit link now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But what am I going to do with that? There's the shit all over my desk right now. I, I don't need to buy a thing that just sits on my desk. And I, I yeah, I'm looking through. I remember seeing a thing, and this was actually a couple of years ago. Um, it was because the, the you know the amiibo, the technology of amiibo is remarkably you know simple. It's just an RFID chip, and there's a reader in your Switch or uh, uh, 3DS, and you put the things together. It recognizes the uh, the code for the particular figure mm-hmm. it unlocks the thing in the game so a few years ago and I'm finding it hard to find here there was a uh, a company did make a little sort of puck that you could uh, as Amiibo, more Amiibo came out they would upload uh, the particular RFID codes and then you could send the one to the puck that you wanted you know oh. you could say alright I want and then, you know, tap that and it would work. You know, it would activate the in-game functionality. And I'm finding it very hard to find it now. So I'm guessing Nintendo came down oh, hard. I, yeah. I'm just searching eBay for Amiibo, actually, because I did hear that, again, because, yeah, it's just a fucking RFID tag. There's nothing clever yeah. there. Uh, you could just buy sheets of of RFID tags that were they've all... Done a, they've done uh, Amiibo cards. The, you know, Nintendo have done that for like some franchises. They didn't want to put in the money to. They weren't sure that the the actual figures would sell, so they just printed off a bunch of cards. I'm looking at, at one of those sets now on eBay: the Zelda Breath yeah. of the Wild 18 Amiibo cards, complete set 29.99. Oh no! And these are the these are the cards. They look like they've got the same. They've got the drawings of the figures that I've just seen on Amazon on the cards. I should perhaps read the description. Oh, I found it. Yep. Oh, I found it from an article from when was this? Uh, 2015. The Amiquo, uh, an Amiibo cloner. It cost 50 quid, but uh, they have thus, but they have since been shut down. And it worked exactly like I said. It just sent the RFID uh, code to uh, a reprogrammable chip, which you then used with the your Nintendo device of choice. Or you just go to reddit.com slash r slash amibomb slash comment. Well, then it goes on. But it's how the, the easy guide to making your own amiibo. Yeah. I found, I found another one. Yeah, the, it, this does seem to be like the new, um, what do you call them? The R4 chips that were you know popular for uh, pirating games. Yeah. All those years ago. Yeah, the, the N2 Elite stores up to 200 amiibos. Easy push button to effortlessly change characters, and they're selling it uh, under the, uh, uh, the the thing of back up your your amiibo collection. <laughs> See if your collector's items in mint condition forever. Oh, I might need some of these. Family sharing of characters. Oh, hang on, right? You need NFC writing capability. This 
generally this means Android phones with NFC. Uh, yeah, well, right. that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's me out of the game then. Oh, well. Do iPhones not have NFC? Yes, they do, but not for me to not be to write? writing things with. Oh, right, okay. The, the, the official line is it's, it's put in when it's the solution to a problem, not just because it exists. And it, it, right. it was put in to make Apple Pay work. And so that's what it's there for. Okay. Feel about that how you want. That's just one of those I, things. Uh, I'm know. feeling about it how I want. I know. Not, I understand. I'm not wasting it. <laughs> uh, but to be honest, apart from Apple Pay and potentially pirating Amiibo RFID, I would have no use for it. Uh, <laughs> you know, because it's it it's not a great technology to be perfectly honest. But it it's what we've got. But it looks like it's easy to yeah. make your own Amiibo, and. <laughs> <laughs> well, there just imagine people like in prison for doing like because Nintendo's cracking down and what are you in for? Murder? What are you in for? Oh, um, drugs? What are you in for? Oh, rip off amiibos? Dude, seriously? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these I'm on the website for this thing, the N2 Elite.com, and it really is sort of that shady thing where they won't sell you one, but they give you a list of resellers. Yeah. 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 It's that thing from the allotment. I can't sell you any vegetables with the allotment, but I can sell you this box, and the box <laughs> happens to have some of my vegetables in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. Uh, uh, there's. I've just. Found, I've come across a Verge article: uh, "Breath of the Wild and the Ethics of Amiibo, Amiibo Hacking." I will save that for later because that goes on. But it actually, it's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, cloning them. Yeah, it's sort of just. It kind of reminds me again talking about collecting and stuff because dad does um goes to a lot of record fairs and the police used to raid them because um they would have like where, where i've been as well they have blokes who will sell like bootleg cds of gigs and stuff like that so i remember i had sort of nice big stack of i sort of started building up a stack of like uh recordings from this gig and that gig and dad was at one the police actually raided once years ago and he had to sort of leg it out the back door and you know get in the car and <laughs> Because um, they they would ser- they they take it seriously. So uh, um, yeah, I would like you were saying. This is why the they won't sell you one, but they will tell you where you can buy one. Yeah, uh, because they don't want the Nintendo police kicking their door down at two o'clock in the morning. I no. could totally see Nintendo if they thought they could get away with it having a private police force. I think Apple do. I think um, yeah. I I I think you'd be surprised what companies have that you don't know that they have. Yeah, because uh, I, I remember when this you might remember a few years ago that uh, some Apple engineer left an iPhone in the bar and Gizmodo got it. In fact, if, if you were alive, then you didn't miss that story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And basically, yeah, there, there were lots of reports of men from Apple security turning up at people's houses and demanding things and taking things and all this sort of stuff. And them all realizing, hang on, it, it looks like Apple have got their own private police force and are just getting away with that fine okay and then you suddenly realize well if apple have that then you know google do and facebook and microsoft and amazon and pick a name um even i've got kevin downstairs who keeps an eye on things that's not true but anyway (laughs) so yeah i'd be surprised if they didn't have that Nintendo put and do they also then have Nintendo Jail? You might end up in there with like Wario or something. 
So or is Amiibo is ripoff Amiibos? Just imagining <laughs> Nintendo Jail and you're in there with all that Bowser's in there. It's quite rough. It's like Arkham Asylum. Yeah. I imagine you, they sort of, they walk you through a hallway <laughs> uh, and it's walls full of cells and you look into the cells and the cells are just full of mint condition packaged Amiibo. They are. And, and you look at them and uh, you say, why, why aren't these out on, st- on store shelves? Because we don't want them to be. <laughs> yeah. Some cells are full of NES classic editions as well. What if I tell people? You won't be telling anyone anything. Speaking of Nintendo games, looks like Resident Evil games are coming to the Switch. I'm I'm excited. I've never played a Resident Evil game. Really? Yeah. In fact, I bought my first one merely hours ago. After, you know, at time of recording this episode. Well, in theory, the first one. But as you know, it's quite... Which version? Yeah. So there's the PS1 version, of course, that came out in 1996, which was... The original. Yeah, which was remade in 2002. Then the remake was remastered in 2015. But but then the remaster of the remake was HD'd in 2016 and put out. So that was put out as a digital download, but then later it was put out on a disc with... Uh, Resident Evil Zero, which was a new thing. So that's what I've bought because it was about 19 quid on Amazon. Not bad. Uh, yeah, my Resident Evil history is spotty. Yeah, the first Resi game I played was it was Resident Evil 1, but it was on the DS. Okay. It was the DS port of Resident Evil 1. And you know what? It worked. They, they made that shit work. I, yeah, there, there are versions for the 3DS that I actually have got on the list of games to get. Mm. Yeah, um, my brother played um, Revelations on the DS. Yeah, that was. But yeah, it's. I, I think it's part of this thing that Nintendo is like. We're not just for kids. Honestly, look, you can mm. you can play a game with blood in it and everything, um, which sort of leads to the bizarre situation of you be cruising through CEX and see a copy of Call of Duty for the Wii. Who the fuck is playing Call of Duty on the Wii? Hmm. True. Seriously, I mean, but uh, it's again, it, you know, you, this sort of weird sort of situation with Nintendo of look, you know, here's a thing you can buy little plastic mans for, and you, yeah. you can, you can, you know, here have the Joy Cons, the neon color because it's loads of fun, and here play this thing with gore and tits in. What you don't think that like house party amiibo are coming? Oh dear me! <laughs> <laughs> Do they come with the black, you, you, the, the rare ones are the ones without the black bar? They're the ones yes. in Nintendo jail. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've, I'm, well, I've heard that uh, Revelations are, Resident Evil Revelations, is, are, they're pretty good. Yeah, I think the first one is good. The um, the one that I saw my brother play that's set on a on a kind of creepy, creepy okay. ship. Um, yeah, cruise. But I'm, a cruise, yes. This is what happens when you go on a cruise. Um, but I think the second one is a little bit mm, in, questionable. Um, I haven't really seen a lot of it, though. Um, but yeah, it was interesting though, because this remaster is also coming out for other consoles. I saw news about it on Xbox. I think they're not releasing it as a collection. You have to buy them individually on Xbox. Which is quite right. interesting. Well, they, Forgive me if I'm wrong about that. Because they were, they were, I think, PSP originally? Or was it DS? It was DS, because as I say, I watched, right. uh, yeah. So it's interesting that you can't, you can buy them as a pair 
on Switch but not Xbox. Mm. So I wonder if that's the same for pl- PS or the P- PlayStation, sorry. And I, I um, get the feeling that collection is only the physical release as well because it, it says here that in the eShop for Switch they'll be sold individually as well. So I don't. I I intend to get the phys- the physical release because that's yeah. that. Ain't no way I'm spending that much money on a download. It just yeah. still doesn't sit right. And yet for some reason that doesn't include Steam. I'm I'm qu- apparently quite happy to buy games off Steam. That's well, not- that's because on Steam they at least lower the price a little. Yeah. You know, uh- yeah. They realize we don't have to deal with, you know, the, the, the benefit of having a download is we don't have to deal with manufacturing discs, boxes, inserts, shipping that all around the world and putting it on shelf space. So therefore, we will absorb the cost of that, which doesn't exist, and pass the savings on to the customer. Nintendo don't do that. Nope. No, nope. things cost the same in the store. Sony don't do that. Yeah, no one do that. I mean, because um, they've started advertising on the Xbox Store. They've start av- started advertising for Wolfenstein Two, yeah. a game I intend to buy sort of soon as. But the say so this is just the downloads. You can preload it, so that means you can you can start playing it at one minute past midnight on release day. Um, but for the for the game and the DLC or the season pass, I should say seventy English pounds to you, mate, Ooh. for a download. Yeah. Don't think so. For that, I want the, for that, I want the box. Don't Precisely. think so. Fucking hell. Yeah, I've certainly, I don't think but I've ever... That's the game and the season pass, so... All right. I, I've never yeah. bought a game off PlayStation Store. Um, let me think. I, I have actually bought a couple off the Nintendo eShop for the 3DS because they were either virtual console games, so not really much choice in that. Uh, and I got Street Fighter 4 when it was like £4. So I didn't, I, you know, I can, I can live with losing that Street Fighter 4 for that much money. That's okay. But I'm not going to buy, like, Legend of Zelda that I might want to play again in 10 years or 15 years or something like that. I'd rather have the, the cartridge. I think the only game I bought on the PlayStation Store was uh, Hitman, the newest Hitman. And that was because it didn't have a physical release at first. Right. Yeah, Literally, the only place you could it, yeah. buy it was... A- online it, yeah after it sort of finished its first uh season they brought out a physical copy but i was i'm a fan of the series so i wanted to play it and that was that was my choice you know yeah so, absolutely yeah. uh but so resident evil coming to sweet i think the the story is basically this is from capcom who did better than they expected with the street fighter 2 and so they're now they have said they're piling all on the switch just it's mm. it, it's and I would I put it to you that it is the console for serious gamers, as crazy as that sounds. If you want a game that runs at 1080p at 60 frames a second, go, go to the Switch, not the Xbox One X or the PS4 Pro. It's it's because they're trying to do 4K, and at best they're trying to do 4K at 30 frames a second, if it's even 4K really. Uh, the really good stuff is being done on the Switch. Well, if you'd like to direct me to where I can buy one. Oh, I can't I do that. I can't do that. No. They're in the cells. Yeah. Uh, good luck for that. Yeah, they're one over from the NES Classic Editions, which are one over from the Amiibos. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. It is a horrible situation. But, yeah, I think going forward, graphically, the Switch is not the write-off that some people would have liked to it to have been by any stretch. 
uh, and I just keep seeing more and more uh, content from gaming sites and, and YouTubers and that kind of thing saying what we should have pursued 60 frames a second. That is far better than 4K. And that was the that seems to be what Nintendo have done. So, yeah, exactly. Thank you, Capcom, for your games. I will buy more of them. <sighs> anyway, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered is having a tough time on Steam. Why? Because uh, Activision are dicks. Well, we know that. This we know, but it's, uh, yeah, the, Call of, uh, the Modern Warfare Remaster. Uh, it came out with uh, Modern uh, not, uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare last year. And it was a remaster of the single player and multiplayer of Call of Duty 4, as it was then, uh, Modern Warfare. And a lot of people were looking forward to this when it was announced. And then they announced that if you want to get this game, you have to buy it with Infinite Warfare. You uh-huh. can't buy it standalone. Now, PlayStation, uh, Sony managed to snag uh, a sort of early exclusive to the standalone version. But it, now that exclusivity has uh, worn off. And they've released it onto Steam and other uh, uh, other online stores at £35. Ooh. Which is a bit of a dick slap. It's That's a bit much for a remaster of such an old game. It is, yeah, it really is quite an old game. It, it's, I love my time with Modern Warfare. It was a great game. It, it's sort of an important game in sort of the, the lineage of uh, first-person shooters, especially on consoles. But the idea of paying what would have been near full price for the game when it originally came out. Yeah, that's that's a bit. And I'm guessing if you got it with Infinite Warfare, how much is Infinite Warfare right now? Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not great. Well, Adding it, to this is the fact that the because of the way they did it by shipping it with Infinite Warfare, uh, they've essentially kneecapped the player base by basically the multiplayer side of things is dead. Okay. You'll be sitting around waiting forever to get into a game. Okay. If you want to buy this for... uh, Oh, God, right. Okay, so I'm on uh, Amazon now. So if you want Call of Duty Infinite Warfare Legacy Edition, which comes with Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remaster, whatever, it's $39.99. Yeah, and yet they're selling it. The standalone version of just the remaster is $35. How they can justify that? If you want the version without the old game, it's only £14 brand new. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, that that says a lot or £10 pre-owned I'm looking on Steam here it's uh, to get the, uh, the the legacy edition is 60 quid on Steam yeah so they're acting again as if basically what they're saying here is that the Modern Warfare remaster is worth over 50% of the price oh, of this it, bundle it's not though is it that's the it's that's really not really it's a great game I'd like I would have if this had been 15 to 20 quid i probably would have been you know into that just even to you know go through the single player game because uh modern warfare was pretty much the last call of duty game to have a decent story after that it went way off the deep end uh, and a sort of paranoid right-wing conspiracy nonsense i think Uh, yeah i think that was the last one i played the which was the one yeah. I used to play with you on the Xbox? That would have been Modern Warfare. That one, right. Yeah. 
then it was yeah. before then. I I remember I'd never played the single player version of that game. <laughs> yeah, couldn't but, be bothered uh, with it. It's just it's especially it's an especially big you know sort of fuck you, especially considering Infinite Warfare, the latest edition, was not well received. They've got to stop making these at some point, haven't they? You no. know what, though? I, I was going to say, it's so it's a such saturation point that it, I think the only games that anyone plays, it seems like anymore, is FIFA and Call of Duty. Because I went to a boot fair the other day and they were basically giving away copies of Call of Duty with the bacon baps. There was basically <laughs> just tables and tables and tables of people with uh, a gazillion copies of these games. And it, it, I feel like it, it's that thing that Assassin's Creed fell into for a little while. They were churning one out every year. And it's like... A lot of them are just seem to be photocopies of the last one, especially the kind of Black Ops ones. They were very yeah. samey and not especially well received. But it's something that me and Rich were talking about. I think last week that with the multiplayer, it's you, you come across people who just never even bother with the campaign and just literally play multiplayer, play zombies, and that's it. And the the crazy thing is, is that the inevitable conclusion to that is Star Wars Battlegrounds that doesn't have a single player version and everyone hated. Yeah. And I, I agree. I mean, God, talk about something worthless in, in 10 years time. If that, th- there'll be no point to buying or owning that game. Before I would, I would wager that if you were to buy it now, uh, you would probably be sitting around quite a while waiting to get into a game. And it's only getting worse until yeah. eventually there's no one there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just an especially poor business decision <laughs> as well from, from uh, Activision to do this. They haven't been making great games for a while now. They've sort of been running on people who are invested in the sort of the Call of Duty ecosystem, as it were. And if they start making shitty decisions like this, you know, there are other options now. There are plenty of other options out there and people will move away. Absolutely. Just looking at what Activision have done recently. Yeah, Call of Duty. Do you know, I think the Crash Bandicoot remake's gone down well. Relatively, yeah, I would say so. Um, Destiny 2. I haven't played Destiny 1. Uh, I didn't own it. I think I played a beta. Um, but p- people who like it seem to... Yeah, do you know what? As I go down this list, they have done some just... Stuff I wouldn't... Yeah, Transformers. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. Jeez. Yeah, SpongeBob SquarePants. The Skylanders. I remember when the Tony Hawk's games were good. That, it was that, called Tony Hawk's Two. That, that three. Would, yeah, three. Tony Hawk's <laughs> Pro Skater Three was a defining thing in my university experience. That, where, Absolutely. Where every player gets, you get two minutes. It's time down in the game. Do you know how well that suits itself to being passed around a room of stoned students? Like just. Play two minutes, give it to the next person. That's just what you do. Pass the spliff around the other way. That's it. I didn't even play. I was just there to get stoned. <laughs> Truth is, it's it's actually one of the games that goes on the list of games I never figured out how the fuck to do it. I, I am appalling at it. I can't do it. So I'm as good at the computer game as I am at the real thing. And I haven't skateboarded <laughs> since I came off, cut my head open and had to get two stitches. So yeah, that was a, that was a long nice. time ago. I did cry and cry, but Alison said I was ever so brave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I was I was like nine or something, really. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what else do we have? 
Oh, I like the look of this one. The all controller might replace every controller you own. Thank looks God. Nice. Yeah. So this uh, is basically a blank controller that can become any controller. Yeah, it seems to have an onboard uh, sort of profile manager. Uh, it's it can connect up to it says it can connect up to any wired or wireless uh, connection, which is funny because uh, Microsoft especially are like really precious about their wireless. Uh, you know what signal they use to connect their controllers to the yeah. Thing they've been very uh, precious about that they haven't they've sort of they haven't let, shared that with uh, third party control makers and like they've actually shut down a few of them. So having this is something that can be constantly updated. I think could help you know combat that. This looks really nice, actually. I would I would definitely consider getting this because yeah. and I it, don't know. Nice I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I do think the DualShock was created by Satan himself and put here just to make uh, mankind I noticed less you, happy. I noticed you tweeting about that. Yeah. I, I hate uh, yeah. it so very much. My, this is the DualShock 4 you're yes, talking about? Yes, the DualShock 4. My, my all-time most hated controller. Right. I see where you're coming from, but I view the DualShock 4 as... I agree with you on the points that you make, but I see it as more of a tragedy than that. Okay. Because I hate the original DualShock design. I think ergonomically, the shape of it and the choices of, you know, um, button types and uh, placement of things, I could never stand it. They, you know, it, it always felt like cheap and uh, the, the plastic was slippery. You know, your hands would get sweaty, you'd slip all over it and the, I never liked the thumbsticks. There was too much sort of uh, give in them. There wasn't enough. They always feel too. Far. They always feel too low down for me. Exactly. Dual shock. Like you always feel like you're pushing your thumbs down to get movement, where from rel- relatively where the buttons and the the shoulder buttons are. Yeah. So it feels like you're sort of doing a kind of like if, if you make your index and thumb into like a C shape, that stretches too much. And um, for me, because I've had repetitive strain injury and elbow problems for a lot of years. Um, it wasn't until, I mean, cause I used dual shocks and yeah, found them always sort of ergonomically quite uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, this reason why, some reason why I kind of like the Xbox one is the offset sticks. Cause the, my problems on my right hand side, so the slight where the, the stick is on the right hand side is really comfortable for me. So that's why I kind of with that controller, although it's nice cause it hasn't got the offset sticks. So I would go, mm, probably not for me. Yeah. But this is where I'm talking about with the D- with the DualShock 4, they finally abandoned the DualShock, you know, 1 through 3 uh, ergonomics and they redesigned it and they hit a really nice spot. If if you pick up a DualShock 4, it feels really nice in your hand. The materials they used are great. It has sort of the textured grip on the back. Great choice of buttons, you know, like in terms of, you know, pressure and the triggers are nice and squishy. And the 3D sticks, they you know, they fixed them up and uh, made them much stiffer and gave them sort of less travel. Mm. And then they stuck a fucking trackpad and a light bar yeah. and a microphone on the fucking thing. Yeah. And a speaker. And the speaker. So. Yeah. So stupid. I if you took that off this, it would be beautiful. I think everybody would love one without a light bar. And I, I think ultimately oh, yeah. the problem is, is that the battery life on a DualShock 4 is about 18 seconds. It's pretty and bad. 
the, you just look at that light bar on the back thinking, look at all the battery you're using for no reason whatsoever. But you see, that is slightly a false sort of economy because I looked into this. I looked into, because they, they allowed you to dim it ever so slightly with a system update. But I looked into, well, hold on. Can I not just open up the controller and just cut the wire that goes to the light bar? Can that not be done? And that can't be done. The way the DualShock 4 is wired up, if the light bar fails, the controller dies. The light, bar, idea. the light bar is an essential part of this controller. If you cut the wire to the light bar, your controller will not turn on. Wonderful. It's, a, it's an amazingly stupid piece of design. I mean, my, uh, my biggest problem is the, the trigger buttons that are the bottom of the controller, meaning you cannot put it down. You, you just can't. That's Espe- true. Especially yeah. if you're on YouTube or something like that. It's not so bad in a game if you're not playing it. You pause the game. That's fine. But you quite often put YouTube on and put the controller down for 20 minutes. And yeah. it just if you look at it, it will nudge just enough. It'll just tap the button. And it, it, the way it's set up, there's no, you know, because they're, they're obviously analog triggers. So you could have it so that you have to pull it all the way to trigger fast forward, but no, just any acknowledgement of touch on that button. And it's suddenly skipping through the entire video. And it drives me fucking insane. I had not noticed that, but you are correct. I'm holding it in my hand. And yeah. Yeah. That's. And I, 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 I swore it wasn't always like that. And I've, I've double checked. I went and, and looked at the DualShock 2. And of course, it's got the trigger buttons, but they aren't the bottom of the, uh, the control. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why did they get rid of that? Which is especially ironic considering, you know, DualShock 2 was for a, a system that was not really a media player. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, uh, it, it just infuriates, infuriates me. <coughs> the trackpad I can take or leave. I mean, it's no use whatsoever. It's, it's, I've never found a game that actually used it. It's just a big button. GTA Five uses it for switching radio stations. That's pretty much it, as far as I as I'm aware. That I from my own. Hey, I had I I played my first game that uses it as a motion controller the other day. Uh, Gravity Rush is it? All right. Uh, yeah. So you move it around, and it uses the six-axis motion sensing thing, and it's awful. You turn it off <laughs> yeah. immediately. Well, because I was about to mention this actually, because if you if you've played the uh, the game Until Dawn, which is uh, which is a sort of um, a branching narrative kind of survival horror type game, yeah, sort of uh, slasher flick. Yeah. yeah, sort of. But I mean, because I've done a PlayStation, I I've haven't played it myself but i've watched people play it online like on youtube and it has sections of it that you have to hold the controller dead still to hold your character you know so it doesn't get spotted by the baddies and i don't think i've seen one person one youtuber successfully execute this move literally putting it on the table doesn't work it has to register some motion that you're still holding it Either that, or because you're not meant to move it. Oh, you're meant to hold it dead still. Oh, right. So it's just and the, and the game is like, no, you moved it. You're dead. Right. So um, yeah, it's it seems very twitchy. It can work. It can be done well. I love the the 
motion sensing controls in uh, on the 3DS when you're doing it with Ocarina of Time, that kind of thing. It, it's actually preferable to aim things that way. It's that good, but yeah, not having the same uh, experience with the PS4 controller. Hate that. Hate it so very much. Let's move on before I just get upset. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, and that controller is a Kickstarter. Yeah, it says it should be shipping next year, Marchish. Well, fingers crossed for them. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's, it's, it's hit its goal of 75,000 Canadian dollars. It's, they've got 95,000 Canadian dollars, so they can get a nice coffee machine for the office. And that's it. That's, that's the news this week. I didn't see that coming. I opened up more tabs and I thought they were news ones, but they're, they're not. Fucking hell. I've, I've, I'm sorry. I've just, I'm closing the last tab. I've, it's moved to the next tab that was open, which was happens to be the search I did for Super Mario Brothers uh, earlier. And what just my eye just landed on was the Super Mario Brothers Game and Watch machine, and the the fact that they're going for fifty pounds now. Okay. How do you? Or the fact that you can actually still buy one. But of course you can. Why wouldn't you be able to? I suppose. Mm. So anyway, what's been happening in our gaming worlds this week? That's a better way of putting it, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. Emma, what have you been up to? Playing much? Playing, yeah, playing Far Cry 4. I moved on to Far Cry 4, having finished 3. Um, it's, it's essentially the same thing as we, we talked about before when I was talking about Far Cry 3 and Mike was saying about... Essentially, the mechanics are virtually identical. The, ga- the actual narrative is fairly similar, but that's the Far Cry set up basically you are a bloke um who's sort of thrown into a bad situation and you have to figure it out um in this one for cry four you're a, a young fella called aj you're in a sort of cashmere sort of tibet kind of country run by a tim pop t- dictator called pagan min you're Love there to <laughs> yep yeah, he, he, he seems like a giggle um you're there to spread your mum's ashes in a place that you can't get to because of pagan so Go and solve your problems. Um, it's once again, I find myself falling into Ubisoft trap of enjoying the side quest much more than the main mission so far. Um, the the main mission, which I didn't realise, is you have two people who are trying to run this uh, rebellion called the Golden Path um, in two separate ways. And you have to pick between them which is fine. But what the game doesn't tell you is right now you have to go and see the other one and get yelled at in a cutscene for five minutes <laughs> yeah. about how much of a dick you are and then go and do it all again. It's like, mate, I don't didn't come here to be told off. I've come to have a lot, you know, snipe people and run around and throw people, throw people's cars across the road with an elephant, which is a right laugh, by the way. Um, <laughs> or, you know, zip around the place in a little helicopter and, ramp off cliffs and stuff like that you know it's and then you've got to go and see the teacher to get told off about how much of a dick you are it's like no well i hope they sort of drop that part of it so i'm not very far into the main story like i've been doing quite a lot of the side stuff like they buggering off to shangri-la and all this sort of thing and the himalayas which is you know it's good fun and um highly enjoyable looks beautiful um but yeah the the main story ubisoft what are you doing please throw me a bone it's funny because i enjoy but well i finished Far Cry 4 and I enjoyed the story by the end I enjoyed it a lot more than Far Cry 3 story I thought there yeah, was a bit more I, to it yeah hopefully it's just a case of sort of getting over the hump of having to go and get told off by what the 
the faction leader you didn't side with. Um, for yeah, yeah. Ho- I mean, hopefully sort of getting, getting over the hump of that. But like I say, actually doing doing the mi- the missions are fun, quite varied. You know, nice mix of stealth and action and blowing stuff up and running around. So yeah, it's it's enjoyable. But it's that thing of oh, I've got to go and get told off now, which is uh, sort of detracting with it from a little bit but yeah i was gonna say i find your pagan min is a much more enjoyable villain than <laughs> vars and the other arsehole from far cry 3 so um yeah. yeah i'm enjoying it so far so yeah hopefully uh say it's one of those you know if, if i'm sort of up when i think you look at the clock and it's like half past one if you oh, just one more thing before i go to bed it's usually it's pretty it's pretty, it's sort of getting the getting the general thumbs up so yeah i'm sort of in that space with it at the moment so yeah i'm enjoying it we'll see where it goes do you know about the secret ending? I I know about the one that if you right at the beginning, if yeah. you if Pagan sort of says, you know, wait here, and of course you're like, no, nah, fuck that, I'm out. If you just sit there, the game explains it. Yeah, he comes back, says, oh, good, you're here. Explains more stuff, and then leaves, and then that's the game that finishes. Yeah, the game ends, and it's like, yeah. yeah. You I did, did think about doing told. that. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did think about doing that, but I thought, no, I actually want to play it. And then I can always start go back and start a new game and just do that because it's That's literally right at the beginning of the yeah. game. So, yeah, I think I'll um, – like, I haven't – I know about it. I don't know exactly what it entails, so I'm going to save that for the end. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Well, I, I honestly haven't been back to Far Cry 3. Um, I'm still willing to give number four a go. Yeah, I would say skip if you if you sort of obviously there's the thing that you were, you weren't mega happy about like all the hunting stuff you still have to do that to craft upgrades but I mean it's um it, it's just one of the, it's such a minor part of the game it's just one of the things you kind of have to do mm. although um I did get severely pissed off with trying to kill a rhino um the other day to the point that I shot it like four times with a sniper rifle the fucking thing is still running around I emptied a clip. In, of an AK-47 into it the bloody rhino still running around it started charging me I was alright fuck you then I got an RPG and blew it out and smeared it across the landscape and then the game says it's skin's too damaged you can't use it I was like fuck you then <laughs> and funnily enough <laughs> and funnily enough I, I thought alright I'll google it so I said, "How so? Basically, how to kill a rhino? It how to kill a rhino?" And Google auto completed in Far Cry Four. So I'm not the only one who got fucked off enough to blow it apart with an RPG. By the sounds of it. <laughs> well, that sounds like fun. I uh, yeah. Ah, Mike, what have you been playing? Well, it, it, irritatingly, not as much as I hoped I would be. Uh, like you know, I've been recuperating for the past couple of weeks. I, I had forgotten um, about that. It is fair enough that you've probably just been lying there. Well, no, feeling I was sorry really irritated. Well, yeah, that too. But that's just you know, that's a day to day thing, son. Um, <laughs> no, I had hoped that I'd be able to uh, use the time to uh, catch up on some games, but unfortunately, due to the nature of my uh, my surgery, my head was all stuffy and I couldn't focus on anything. I tried jumping into games, but I you know I was just getting pissed off with them and. Uh, skipping through things, not really paying attention. So I, uh, I ended up just sort of lying and catching up on TV instead. Uh, until past couple of days, I've, uh, I've been loading up some emulation. Uh, I decided to revisit some of my, uh, some of my childhood memories on the N64. All right. Uh, and some of them are, you know, some of them hold up. Okay. Most are a little tarnished. 
And some things are as bad as I remember them being. You ever play South Park on the N64? It's that. It was a first-person shooter? I've played the game, but I've played the PC version. There was a PC version of that? There there was a PC version, yeah. And you threw snowballs, and you could do the secondary fire of pissing on the snowball? Yep. Yep, I've played that game. Yeah, except with the N64 version, you have to do that with a single analog stick and the C stick. The C buttons, sorry. And I have my in my emulator set up perfectly, but it is virtually impossible. And it seems as though, like, if you were imagining how, whenever I imagine how they would do, uh, you know, what today would be, you know, a two-stick control scheme, move with one, look with the other, you would imagine they would have your movement be with the analog stick, and looking around, looking up, down, left, or right would be with the C-sticks. But no, they decided to swap that around. Mm. You move with the C-sticks, and you look with the analog sticks. So you're, you're, look, you're looking with your left hand, which is just so much less accurate. That's weird. And you're already suffering a loss of accuracy from having to use the C-buttons. It really is unplayable, even on a mod- with a modern controller. So, uh, yeah. That's fun. And it also, it just generally lacks. Like, I really enjoyed it. Uh, did either of you play The Stick of Truth? I, I played 10 minutes with. Really? Not yeah. into it? Didn't get into it. I loved it. I loved it because it felt like, a, a, you know, they really put the effort in with it, the writing and the uh, polish, you know, making sure that it looked and felt like, you know, a long sort of series of episodes of the show. The South Park game on N64, it is is apparent just from the moment you pick it up, nobody gave a fucking shit about this thing. (laughs) This was farmed out. There is no story. The dialogue is crap. It's just terrible. I I seem to remember it being sort of a tick sheet of get things from the show in the game. So here are aliens and cows and turkeys turkeys and because it's very early south park it was uh this would have been very very early into the shows yeah the shows, yeah, I, yeah it was just sort of mr hanky time because wasn't it i think cause mr hanky the christmas poo is in it and things like that yes yes this maybe would have been like three or four series in yeah it's it was real early days but around that time i think if if memory yeah. serves now, there is another N64 South Park game, which is uh, Chef's Love Shack. I haven't actually loaded that up yet, but uh, it's a Is that like House Party? It's not like House Party, <laughs> sadly. Sadly, uh, I don't think an N64 cartridge could have contained the late, great Sir Isaac Hayes. No. But, uh, <laughs> in so many ways. But uh, yeah, it's like a trivia game that was meant to be a multiplayer game, you know, a South Park trivia game. So I don't know how I'm going to manage that if it even has a single player mode. I, I don't know. I don't but, know. Uh, I, it's I still haven't played the Friends trivia game yet. That's sad. I know. But it's interesting that like I think they I think South Park on I don't think it was on N64 but on PlayStation it had a racing game, a go kart game, you know, in the style of Mario. I think I may be misremembering that. But that may be a fever dream. I am looking at South. List of South Park video games. You know, I would I would wager if it's there that they called it South Park Racing. Let's see. So South Park original release date nineteen ninety eight, N sixty four, Windows and PlayStation. 
so I'm assuming that's the one we just talked about then Sh- yep. uh, South Park Chef's Love Shack there South Park Rally oh damn them on Dreamcast PlayStation and N64 those were the days oh so there is an N64 I mean, that's an interesting cross section of consoles Dreamcast PlayStation and N64 yeah that's should have been on the GameCube you would have thought yeah you would yeah but no N64 there it is I wonder what I'm, I'm I'd love to see a comparison of you know the N64 version versus the PC and the Dreamcast version because the Dreamcast was a decent machine it, re- it really was I I would kind of like one in here um it was a nice machine yeah I, I they're not they're really not expensive to buy it's the games that are expensive to buy yeah uh, I think you can get a Dreamcast for under 40 quid which is fine but yeah then look at game prices. Uh, God, there was a 10-year gap in South Park game release between South Park Rally. That apparently was enough for them to think again. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm noticing here in the South Park Rally, uh, something that struck me uh, whenever I loaded up the South Park, you know, South Park first-person shooter, it's by Acclaim, who people may or may not remember, but they were like a big name. They were. And they were also well known for not being nice people. They were the ones who uh, liked to uh, do stupid, uh, what do you call it? Stupid controversial uh, publicity stunts. Okay. They uh, offered to sponsor people who were willing to have Acclaim logos put on their headstones uh, for, for Shadow Man, I think that was. Didn't they get someone to tattoo their face with it as well? Possibly. Let's see. During a claims towards bankruptcy, uh, one ex- a promise that a £6,000 prize would be awarded to UK parents who would name their baby Turok. <laughs> Another was an attempt to buy advertising space on actual tombstones for Shadow Man's second coming. Oh, I wondered why there hadn't been a Turok game for ages. Yeah, a claim went under years ago. Uh, they were not, they're not well remembered. Yeah. 2004. I, I, the BMX triple X series. How did that become a series? Except by two rock Smith. Who's now in uh, class three B at uh, <laughs> such and such primary. <laughs> <laughs> but they did the double dragon games. What's your name? Uh, uh, two rock parents, hippies. No gamers. <laughs> they did smash TV. They did Bart versus the space mutants. All companies like this, you know, they start off pretty well. That's how they become big. And then something goes wrong. Some change in management. Someone gets into a position of power that really should not have been allowed. And then they wreck everything. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. That's them. Uh, uh, A lot of WWF games. I'm just going through their list now. Buster Move. That was them. That was a big thing. Buster Move. I like Buster Move. That's fun. Don't think I ever played it. It's, I know what it is, yeah. but I never, I never played it. Um, and lots of stuff. Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, probably shit X Men games because there are only shit X Men games. South Park and more Buster moves. Oh, and they they did all the South Park N sixty four games. It would seem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that uh, even the South Park Rally from from South Park the shooter to the South Park Rally game are all acclaim, which may you know shed light on why there's a 10-year gap between South Park games. Yes, yes. 
I'm trying to pinpoint where it might have gone wrong for them. And I can't, there's nothing, uh, maybe 2003 actually, that was, there's some, that's just baseball games and quad power racing too. Oh, Burnout 2, that was a thing, wasn't it? I've been looking it, at the Burnout games for the game. From what I'm looking at here, it seems like they sort of attempted to expand and open multiple studios, and they may have sort of overreached themselves. Ah. And then problem. they started the sort of controversial bullshit. That'll do you. Don't be doing yeah. controversial shit, people. Well, okay. Well, I'll tell you what I've been playing this week then. Fucking everything. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um... <laughs> Right, let's see. Uh, I, I've been collecting... Right, so in preparation for doing sort of big articles slash YouTube videos on sort of series of games, I begun ordering uh, James Bond games, mainly based around the GameCube, but only for my own collecting purposes, generally that era of consoles. So I've been playing a couple of those. Uh, James Bond, Nightfire... I think Pretty damn good. Nightfire, and I think the other one is Agent Underfire. Yeah. Uh, they I, were in there fire. Are some, there are some ones for the 362, like, yep. I want to say... There, hang on, they're on order. Let me just double check. Okay. <laughs> I've ordered loads. Because um, <laughs> they're so fucking cheap now. It's not like they're 20 quid a game or, or, or no, anywhere near. Now, yeah, uh, so let's see. Completed orders. Right. So I've got... Uh, 007 everything on nothing on the GameCube coming. The, these ones are all on order now. So 007 from Russia with Love on the GameCube. Quantum of Solace on the Xbox mm. 360. James Bond Bloodstone on the Xbox That's 360. That's the one I've seen Bloodstone, yeah. Uh, GoldenEye Rogue Agent for the GameCube, which I'm, I'm told is fucking awful. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it but is. it's Night uh, Fire's good. The Rogue Agent, or Double or Rogue Agent, or whatever it was called. Awful. So I've got, yeah, a Nightfire and Agent Under Fire on the GameCube as well. So I've been playing those. I, I, I need to be convinced, so I will play some more. Uh, I also, more significantly, though, discovered Pikmin for the first time this week. Sorry, just going back here, it's surprising to me that there hasn't been a James Bond game since 2012. I don't know how well they do. But you, you would imagine that regardless of how well they do, it's James Bond, they market, you know, they license the shit out of that that's that's very true i think i could get a james bond license of some kind yeah um something podcast related i don't know um but but yeah that's you'd think there'd be some good ones but i don't know it's we'll see how it goes so i'm gonna do something with all the james bond games uh cancel games octopusy how could you cancel octopusy how could they Uh, never make a proper remaster of goldeneye and so many other things though true um so that's that and then pikmin what else um i've I've been playing the halo remaster that they did on the xbox 360 which is just phenomenal it really is i forgot how much fun that game was and Mm -hmm. it's you you sort of think well this looks good but i i don't remember it being much worse than this and you press the button that switches back to the old (laughs) graphics and you you scream in pain and press it back frantically like what the hell was that what oh my god we didn't play that but we fucking did you know you sort of think there is no way i could have been this easily pleased (laughs) it was so good and it's do you know what i think it, it it was so far for me ahead of all the other first-person shooters at the time. It yep. was the first one that got the control method right, 
and and that the weapon you started with was so satisfying to use for a long yep. way through the game uh, mm. th- there was so much to it that was a first for that one and uh, it, it's it's kind of ruined me for other ones but <laughs> i'll tell you what though i never want to do that thing you have to keep frightening the flood though in that library oh Fuck that's that level yeah, that's man. the worst bit of that game by a long way uh but i've also you see i've been playing metroid prime and right. as it's okay it's it's a very clever game very well made it's a nintendo first person shooter it has all the traits that one would expect that to have but still you're playing it and in the back of your mind is this is nothing like halo this is <laughs> not a fucking patch on halo and it's funny because that's one of the things people sort of lost their shit about at uh, e3 there was the very brief revelation that they're working on metroid prime 4 that is the, the thing Switch. that got me into all of this old console shit that right. that thing because i i i'd never even heard of metroid prime and then they announced metroid prime 4 or or merely that they are working on one and one day if we don't all blow up then there will be a metroid mm. prime 4 yeah, it's um, funny i love metroidvania <clears throat> style games I've never finished a Metroid or a Castlevania. They're very hard from what I gather. They're, they're quite difficult. I got quite far oh, into, into Sympathy of the Night, <laughs> the Castlevania game, the, the one that everyone loves. But um, then they wanted me to do the Upside Down Castle, and I was like, fuck that shit. Oh, fuck that, no. See, I've just started having a go at Symphony of the Night as well. <laughs> and it's all... I, I the uh, With the Castlevania anime that came out, based on Castlevania 3 and all you hear is yeah it's based on Castlevania 3 Castlevania 3 I've never played that one oh it's yeah. hard oh it's hard it's the hardest one no one's ever finished it whatever <laughs> to right. this day people still talk about it in hushed whispers yes and so that's, I why, ca- there's, that's why there's an anime about it so you can see the yeah. end exactly think, uh, that's one of the things like I said I've used my recuperation I uh I decided I was feeling shitty enough that I decided to catch up on uh, and finish watching Iron Fist Oh, how did how did you feel about the end there? I did not feel. I didn't even feel the joy of having pushed through it. I didn't even have the relief of having done the painful thing and having it pass me. It was just shit. Yes, yes, that's yeah. pretty much what I thought you'd say, and I have was, no argument with you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm looking for, but I was sort of when I was finished, I was like, I could. I could have watched Castlevania instead. I could have watched, you know, series two of Ultron, but I had to, I, I felt obligated because the defense, because defenders looks like it's going to be quite good. I felt obligated to push through this crap. Yeah. I, um, I would have done if I'd not already finished it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got up to episode eight, you know, over the first couple of days after it came out and I, I, after episode eight, I was like, I don't care that you're Danny Rand. <laughs> Just, it, <laughs> I don't care. Fuck off back to where you were. Yes, you <laughs> are. You are <laughs> irritating everyone. Do you have this wonderful supporting cast who are really good and you're ruining everything? The show would be so much better just watching the supporting cast getting on with their shit. Yes. Without him. Absolutely. He is irritating. So they say they brought on, I was amused whenever they announced that there's going to be a series two of that, but like completely new showrunners. And they say that his character is going to like change 
drastically into maybe something and, interesting and less whiny. Into something, yeah, into something less whiny. But yeah, so I uh, I do want to catch up on the Castlevania. Well, I say catch up. I, I need to watch the Castlevania uh, show. You only need an hour or hour and a half. There's mm. there's four episodes at sort of twenty five minutes long. I keep forgetting that. So I keep forgetting that. It, I keep expecting to have to strap in for like a you know an eight to ten episode. Yeah, it's it's barely a movie length, really. So be 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 prepared for an open ending there. You okay. know, it it doesn't wrap up. Um, but um, yeah, there's only four of them. This is very much just the tip. Yeah, it does end with a and so come on, let's go. And you're like, yeah, episode five. Oh, which was <laughs> very much like Halo Two. Yes, it was. Let's finish the fight. What? No. What? This is the end of the you fucker. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not done. When's but now I need Halo Three. <sighs> that was a long wait. It was as well, wasn't it? And it we was all, a long wait. We all went and got it. Oh, yes, well. we did. I got the special edition of that one. I've never owned I got a special the, the helmet, the one that came with the Master Chief helmet. I remember the one. Yeah, yeah. How's that helmet now? Know. It's ah. Uh, Years ago, I had a falling out with the Halo franchise, and to my shame, I really regret having done this. I sold the helmet. Oh, I, that's a, that's a big regret for me because it really was a really nice piece of sort of memorabilia. And I felt bad just trading in Just Cause Three. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not ever trading anything ever in again, ever, barring brilliant. No. No, not even if there's a massive financial emergency, I would then try and take the trouble to sell everything myself. Not that these games are really worth much. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, there might be a lot of them, but they're all like the Little Britain game. So, yeah, there's there's no expensive games up there that are going to make me rich one day. Uh, yeah. Anyway. But you like them, and that's what's important. I don't, but I like owning them. <laughs> I'm gonna. I will write about the ones that are absolutely hideous. But I'm. I'm. Yeah. It, it's. It's got to be done carefully because there's a lot of people that rant about bad video games, and I don't want to do it in the same way as everybody else. So I'm. I'm working on that. I've got a lovely review of the Kirby game up on YouTube though, and in fact the the RSS feed for this show. I thought that was a little bit cheeky, but then it seemed to work putting like game reviews on the feed with the gaming news podcast mm. so that's out there to listen to everybody and i'll be doing more more of those and they have a youtube equivalent as well so that's the thing to watch out for uh i'm doing all this because it's basically the end of the show pretty much i think um do we we don't get email let's just see i will put out the email address as gaming news at simply syndicated.com if you want to email us about anything uh i think we'll always be happy to hear from you if not disagree with you a lot but just if you want to contact me if you want to contact me just stuff your head into a pillowcase and scream as hard as you can i can usually hear that there you go or just say Do his name in front of a mirror three times and he appears and write it on a piece of paper and flush it down your toilet it will get to <laughs> it'll come up somewhere i get a lot of weird mail <laughs> my postman hates me oh dear 
Um, so <laughs> even that, oh, uh, what we could do actually is if we could run a little unofficial poll. I'm interested to see what people think because I've got my birthday money burning a hole in my pocket at the moment, and I can either there's two games coming out soon which I'm very interested in. You've got Assassin's Creed Origins and Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. Which one Ooh. do I plunk my money down on to to go for early? Because my instinct is to Wolfenstein because Ubisoft games are always broken to begin with. Yeah. But I really want to play Assassin's Creed Origins. So, um, yeah. No, uh, answers on a postcard. Which one should I go for? My, my, I would, I would, yeah, I would pluck for Wolfenstein. Me, me too. I would. That's, that's my leaning to, yeah, at the moment. But, uh, I am, uh, interested to see what other people think. I feel like, I feel like, uh, Ubisoft have a lot to prove, whereas Wolfenstein, you're pretty it's much Bethesda, guaranteed it's going to be. Gonna work. It's yeah. going to It is at very least going to work. Yeah. Yeah, and to be honest, I, I'm now at the point with Wolfenstein that I've stopped watching the videos that people are putting out of you know the first 18 minutes of the game and this this trailer that trailer. I've stopped watching stuff because I don't want to know any more than I already know. Yeah. So uh, if I'm sort of to that level with it, it's probably a good indication that I'm sort of leaning that way. But um, as well, special edition doesn't really come into it because I'm not asked about them. So it would be uh, the game and the season pass that I'm I'm thinking of. So uh, just going, just a sort of brief related thing. The uh, one of the things that's been doing my head in uh, is Bethesda's E3 showcase. They had uh, the Evil Within two. I don't know yes. if anyone's played the Evil Within. It seemed to be sort of a quite a mixed response. Yeah, it's a bit janky. People, people thought yeah. it was a bit janky. Um, yeah. Not my thing. But for the trailer for the Evil Within 2, they had an amazing version of Ordinary World. Yes, they did. Yeah, I saw that trailer and I, I was really struck. I actually watched it again I, to listen yeah. to the track again. And I've been, I've been I, I, the thing is, they didn't put out any information on it. You know, it wasn't in the credits. It wasn't anywhere. And people were like, is it this version mixed with this version or is it an original, you know, cover? And it turns out it is an original cover version. And so... We're just hoping, I'm just hoping that it, it gets a release somewhere. Yeah, it'll get a sign. Maybe there'll be an ODST and there'll be, I there'll be don't a. Don't give a shit about the evil within, but I just really, that song, I need to hear it without all this, you know, sound effects and dialogue in the background. Because mm. uh, I quite I quite like a, a, a good cover, you know? Good yeah. covers are good. Good covers are good. Okay, then. Is that that's everything, isn't it? That's everything. Yes. Okay. Sorry. No problem. No problem. I encourage email. It's it's a good thing. Email us, everyone. I I don't know why. It just seems like a good thing. Just do it, please. Anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. And if you can't wait, check out some of the other stuff on simplysyndicated.com because there's a crap ton of it. Okay. Until then, bye bye. <laughs> You fucking keep that in. I will <laughs> as well. I will. Don't worry. I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs>